0: What's up? What up? So, you have questions. We got answers. What? Hold, hold on. What? What is this? Whoa. I don't know that's why. That's not I, it, guys. I don't know why I played that. What actually. the heck? Play the right one. Holy cow. Dude, that's on me, bro. That's more like it. Do you hate spending so much money on those leggings and workout clothes from places like Lululemon or Nike? I do. (laughs) Me too. Well, I got a solution for you. Look no further than Honey Athletica. Bring you the most comfortable leggings and active wear at a great affordable price. Visit HoneyAthletica.com and use code Z and TAY15 for 15% off your purchase. That's HoneyAthletica.com, dot com. If you spend $70 or more, you get free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. Anywhere. Let's get it. So get ahead on those Christmas presents. Or birthday presents for that special someone. Ooh la la. Visit honeyathletica.com and use code Zay and Tay 15 for 15% off your purchase. You can also give them a follow on Instagram at HoneyAthletica. That's H O N E Y A T H L E T I C A. You do not want to miss out on these great deals. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 what is up, guys? It's your boy, Tay, and it's my boy... Zay Zay. Zay Zay Prince. What's up, guys? We're back. Another episode, another day, another dollar. You know. Make me holla. How you living, Zay? Been living good. Uh... Really just excited for another episode, excited to continue this journey that we're on with our fans. The Zay and Tayers, as you'd like to say. The Zay and Tayers are coming out strong this season. They are. We, uh, we've been around school, we've been getting a lot of people just coming up to us, asking when the next episode's gonna drop. Uh, a lot of people really excited about the content that we're delivering, and we're just feeling the love. Feeling the love. Yeah, dude. Feeling the love? Talk about feeling love? How about you guys go and uh, comment on our last post? Say something nice. Say what you liked. Honestly say what you dislike too. We like the criticism.
1: Yeah. Where it, where could we
0: where could we find the Zay and Tay pod on Instagram? Oh, on Instagram at uh Zay and Tay Pod. That's Z-A-Y N T A Y pod. P-O-D. On Instagram, yeah. Give us a follow. We're always looking for feedback. Like we always say, this is a podcast. For the people, by the people, this is a podcast where you guys drive the content, you all drive what we're going to do, what we're looking for, and uh, we just really want that input from you. That's what makes this show special, that's what makes this show great, is uh, us just coming together with our listeners. And I think that uh, we've been talking, if they leave a little comment down there, there there may be a giveaway coming soon. What do you think? Yeah, a giveaway could definitely be in the works. So definitely give us a follow. Again, the Zay and Tay podcast on Instagram, even on Twitter too. We're more active on Instagram, but definitely do that. And if you don't win the giveaway, continue to comment, continue to DM us, do whatever you can, because you could make it into this next segment, which is our shout-out. Shout-out. So a quick couple shout-outs we want to give here to our – uh Zay and Tayers out there first one I want to give out is to our boy Tom McClain Tommy Tommy, what up Tommy we just want to say go Lions Lions had a great game this past weekend this past Sunday against the Chiefs going up against the best in the AFC and what'd they do Garce they came up a little short but but they had a valiant effort and they they showed they fought they pushed them to the brink, oh, and yeah. we just want to say, uh, especially to uh, Mr. McLean, that we, uh, we see you out there. We love the support that you've been giving us we on, appreciate on you. multiple platforms, uh, and we just really appreciate you and appreciate you listening to the pod. Next up, uh, we, we want to give a special shout-out to the, the troops, the troops that are listening, you know, defending, fighting for our country. We want to thank you guys. Thank you very much. And you know what? We want to give a special shout-out to Alex Hansen, Brusco, our mm-hmm. good, dear friend. Thank you so much for fighting for our country, Lamb. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. U-S-A. U-S-A. I'm saluting right U-S-A. now. U-S-A. U-S-A. And uh, next shout-out I want to give is to the Westmont soccer team. Shout-out to Westmont soccer team, El dude. football. Football. Uh, our soccer teams have been killing it so far. Dude. I think our, our men's team is fifth in the nation. I think they're fourth now. They they're moved up. They're fourth in the nation. Yeah. Yo, they're killing it. Our boy, Tim. Timmy, oh, baby. Timmy. Hi, do. Timmy's been killing it. Uh, my boy Panchito, my boy Lalo, keep killing it, boys. And also our women's uh soccer team as well, Meryl, Meryl, Meryl. Shout out Meryl. Shout out Meryl. Shout out Gabby. Gabby, maybe have Gabby on later on. We'd love to have Gabby on. Yeah, we'll have to reach out to her. But our team uh went and beat the The... number one team, and not not only did they beat them, they smoked them three zero zero. So huge win. Uh, just love our Westmont soccer teams so just a huge shout out to them shout out man and last but not least we want to give a shout out to our our good friend our longtime listener Jordan Spaschek of the Westmont basketball team uh you know he's been listening giving us some feedback he's a great guy uh we're gonna have him on the show later for NBA talk but uh we just want to give him a special shout out he's been listening he's been talking us up to his boys so shout out Jordan man shout out Jordan Jay Spaz, baby. Jay Spaz. Alright, so let's let's uh let's delve in. Let's delve in. So, say, uh, this um this week's episode is yeah. all about answering our listeners' questions, you know? So we've gotten uh many questions on our socials or in our interactions with our fans, our listeners. And uh today we want to give back to you our loyal listeners. We have thought long and hard. Very long, very hard. On all of these questions that you have sent in, and we have prepared to give you our best answers. We have thought long and hard. We've uh, debated with each other on these things, and we would just like to let you know that today we're here to give you our best answers. So after our Q and A section, Zay and Tay, we will bring in a longtime listener, first time guest, Men's Health very own Hayden Uper. Uh, to flip the script and we're gonna ask him some questions. So sit back, relax, and get ready to get your burning questions answered.
1: I don't know about you, but I never come into this spot on a thursday before 10 o'clock but i thought what the hell I, I don't know about you but i never walk up and talk to a stranger but when i saw you
0: I this segment you of the zay and tay show is powered by dz's barber shop the best cuts in the sb area use code zay and tay at checkout to get 10 off your next cut writing
1: but if you feel like talkingking what's your name what's your sign what's your birthday what's your statue bible per
0: tell me this. this do you kiss Ooh.
1: on the first day don't hold
0: welcome back to the day and Tay pod this is a very highly anticipated segment that we're rolling out here. We've always wanted to do something like this. And because of the outpour that we have gotten from our community, our listeners, we thought it was time to give back. I agree, dude. You know, they they have questions and we got answers for them. We got answers, you know? We have great answers for them. And we, again, we just want to shout out the Zay and Tayers out there. Our community runs strong at Westmont. It's, 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 it's worldwide. We are in Australia worldwide worldwide we're in Australia we're all over the place we're big in University of Washington as well and we just want to thank you guys and we just want to give back to you so that's what this time is about uh so our listeners have written in those burning questions. All right. These questions are ranging from personal questions about us. Let's get real. Let's get vulnerable. Let's get deep. To deep, thought-provoking oh, questions deep. that make you question things about life. So your questions are answered now. Let's go, baby. All right. First up, Janet Park of Westmont College asks, What are your guys' fave bachelors slash bachelorette moments and why? What season... What uh, people do you love? Why, Wait, start us off. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and... Actually, I, I'd love for you to start us off. You're new to the uh, the Bachelor nation. So I'd love for you to maybe just talk about... Last season was your first season, correct? Yes, it you was. You thought The Bachelor was dumb. I did think The Bachelor was very dumb. But, you know, as I got in a room with a group group of guys and Probably just about watched 20 together, guys. Yeah. you know, it kind of just like... Brought the soft side out of me. And, you know, I really understood about the love that was taking place in that show. It's real. And I think that last year, Colton had a tough decision. He was in love, dude. He was really in love with this one girl. And she 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 didn't know. She didn't know. And sometimes you don't know, Isaiah. You don't know about love sometimes. But what do you got to do? You just got to fight through that fear. You got to jump. and And go after it. Wow. Yeah. So that was obviously your favorite moment. Yeah, the, yeah. The fence super getting deep. jumped. The jump, yeah. That was a pretty athletic I did move. love that, yeah. He was, I mean, he's he's athletic, and he showed it. He showed why he was an NFL superstar. People may not realize how much of a super star, superstar he was in the was NFL. Star. But he was. He was. <laughs> he was, indeed. But, yeah, I mean, so I can only say that last year... I mean I loved Cassie. She was a great girl, sweetheart. They deserve to be together, you know. Um, but I mean I I can't speak on this as much. I wish I could, but Zay, you're a longtime bachelor, bachelorette fan. You and H Town watched together quite a bit, so H Town got me into it. Talk to me about your your favorite bachelor and your least favorite. Okay. And then just we're, we're going to do it for both Bachelor and Bachelorette. So, yeah. Bachelor, go ahead. Again, Jan- Again, Janet, that was a great question submitted by you. Thank you so uh, much, Janet. Thank you, Janet, for listening. Uh, love the support. And I I really put some thought into this, made a list, and here is kind of what I'm coming away with. So, I started watching the Bachelor-Bachelorette uh series with uh, Andy Dorfman was the first bachelorette that I watched. I watched her season and kind of watched ever since then. Uh, So that is my scope. So my favorite bachelor is going to be Ben Higgins. Uh, His season was just really cool. He's a really cool guy. Uh, Another season that I ended up this is kind of weird. But I ended up going back and watching a season that uh, aired before that on iTunes. Shout out iTunes. And I watched Sean Lowe's season. Uh, I think it's pretty much a coin flip for who's uh, who's your favorite Bachelor when you're talking Big Ben Higgins or talking Sean Lowe. So it's a toss-up between those two. Two really great guys. Uh, and then my least favorite Bachelor, uh, it's got to be... Goodness, this is tough. It's got to be Ari. Ari sucks, and there's no other way to put it other than he sucks. Screw and if you, you, Ari. If you have watched, if you've watched his season, you know Garsh. I don't even think you know what happened. I'll give you a short summary of what he did. Pretty much, he chose one girl at the end, and then a couple days later, came back and told this girl, "So she won. They're engaged." Well, they're engaged, mm-hmm. and he says. You know what? I made a mistake. I wanted to be with the other I girl. I think I remember seeing, like, some, like, brutal. Of that. That he is, he brutal. is brutal. I mean, Screw he's Ari. he's happy with her now, whatever. But let's move on. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. My my uh, favorite Bachelorette is got to be Becca. So Becca was actually the girl who got, like, pretty, like, brutalized there. She was the one that Ari chose and then didn't. But she went on to the next season to have her own season be the bachelorette her season was great just because she didn't go for the flashy guy she went for a guy who was more just they fit personality wise it wasn't the most attractive guy he kind of had like a dad bod going on but he was a really cool hey, dude dad bods are in now I yeah i think you realize that for sure and then my least favorite bachelorette has got to be uh caitlin bristow uh this is actually h-town's favorite bachelorette which uh. is a little controversial i just thought she i i was not a fan of her and then uh i wanted to go a step further with this janet just because you really inspired me with this question uh to my favorite contestants uh on the show so my favorite bachelor contestant so a female who was on the male lead season has got to be cassie okay last season the way that cassie uh united everyone in the room who was watching we were all literally 20 dudes rooting for cassie and that just it was a special thing to watch and witness and then my favorite Bachelorette contestant, so a guy who was on the female lead season, has got to be Chad from a few years ago. Uh, Chad was just a bad boy. He uh, he was just really funny and just yeah. over the top. And then JPJ, uh, that's my boy. JPJ is really funny, John Paul Jones. And I uh, had a great uh, outing on Paradise as well. So uh, that'll wrap us up for that first question. We'll get it moving to our next one. Thank uh, you, Janet. Lamb is going to ask us, how have you both stayed grounded through the fame and life challenges that come with it? Oh, that is tough, dude. I mean, I guess just like the first thing is just like I've had to put my Instagram on like private now because I've been getting so many DMs from the listeners. They just like they really want to get in touch with like just my personal life. And I just can't like it's hard to I, keep the personal and the, yeah, the work. So life I try to separate it a lot. And honestly, I just try and stay level headed man i mean it's there's a it's a roller coaster you know we'll we'll have some ups and we'll have some downs, but I mean, when we first started and our podcast took off, it's just like we didn't think we'd get this big. I had to really like take a step back, I guess you could say, you know, and you realize like what what you're putting out there, the words that you're putting out there have an impact, yeah, they have meaning, and it's it's fame is nothing. Once you acquire the fame, you realize how much of a burden it really, it is. really is. I think there's a great quote by, uh, it might be in the Bible, um, to, uh, with much, with great power comes great responsibility. Okay, is that yeah. the Bible? Or I'm not is that sure. S- is I, th- I don't think so. I think it might be It Spider-Man. might be Lord of the Rings, which is the same thing as I the Bible. I think Spider-Man. But it's true. I mean, with the, the reach that our podcast has, <coughs> it's tough. You can't let it get to your head. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, but do you have anything else to say on that? No, that's pretty much it. Thanks for that. Definitely. Thanks for that, Lam. You know, it, it was nice to reflect for a second and kind of just sit back. It's people like, it. it's people like you that keep us grounded, that keep us, uh, our, our friends that keep us where we should be, uh, where we should be. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool, dude. All right. Um, next up, um, T-Money writes in, tell us about the things you don't hear about being a student athlete. Wow, great question. That is Uh, a great question. T-7. Uh, I'll go first on that. Yeah, please do. The thing, one thing that you don't hear about being a student athlete is that you are going to have to basically be a full-time student and also be a full-time athlete. You kind of hear it as student athlete, thinking it's like a 50-50 thing. And then you realize once you get to school that pretty much you're just grinding with everything and it's a little bit of a shock at first, but then you kind of figure out how to like work the system of like what, what you have to do, what you is not necessary for you to do. And you kind of like, let those things go. But how about for you? Yeah. I mean, um, it's a grind for sure. Um, and you know, there's oftentimes athletes wrap their identity up into, uh, their sport, I think we've talked about that in some of our classes where we don't we don't need that, you know. We're we're more than just an athlete. We're not just going to shut up and dribble, you know. We're going to do than things baseball. like create podcasts, like hang out with the boys at the beach. And there know? were so many people when we first started this podcast that said, "No. Stay in your lane. Shut up and play baseball." That's uh, see that see I yeah, like I said I had to go private because of those DMs. I mean, it's just tough sometimes, but yeah, I mean, Thank you for that question, T-Money. Um, we appreciate it. And we'll go into the next one. Uh, a dear friend of the podcast, Jacob Norling, shout out the Next Year podcast I was featured in a couple of weeks ago. Go give that a listen. He asks us, would you rather hit a walk-off bomb or rob a walk-off bomb? I think that's a pretty easy question. Yeah, so I've hit a walk-off bomb. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah, But it's pretty sweet. It's the best feeling you're ever going to feel in your life. Yeah. Baseball wise, I'm hoping that a life experience tops that. But honestly, today's next year. But walk off bomb for sure. There's no doubt. It's I mean. So would you rather? It's like saying, would you rather hit a double or make a diving catch? Like I don't know. Like I just feel like okay. How about hitting hits is like so rewarding than actually. I mean, hitting's the best thing in baseball. You don't get paid to make a diving catch. You get paid to hit that walk off bomb. Let me take it a step further. Would you rather hit a walk off bomb? in just a regular season game, kind of like I did last year, or rob a walk off bomb to confirm that we win the G S A C title. I mean, I guess you can throw implications on the line like that for sure. But does that change your? What about walk off bomb to secure the G S A C title, or walk or walk off game saving catch to secure the G S A C title? I'm just saying, like, does you winning the implications matters? Like-, like, it matters for sure. So that would change your opinion to being like, I want to make that game-winning catch. But walk-off bomb is... In general, yes, it's better. Yeah, for sure. sure. Uh, Sage Para asks, who has the sweetest swing in the MLB? Ooh, I kind of like that one. Yeah, so I right away, I think of Cody Bellinger when I think of a sweet, smooth swing. When he connects with the ball, it's just, it's something special. That's nice. How about you? Honestly, like, I like Nolan Arenado's swing a lot. It's smooth. It's pretty the way he, the way he freaking finishes and stuff and how he's like all jittery and then his swing is just so smooth. I love it. Who do you think has the sweetest swing on our team right now? On our on our team? Um probably our DH, Nolan Cannon. <laughs> Definitely Nolan Cannon. He has a really nice swing. We saw last year at uh Halloween practice. He fouled a few off, hit a few to the outfield too. He has a pretty nice swing. One of our pitchers actually has a good swing too. Uh, Ori? Corey Dawson has has a good swing. swing. And uh, Justin Sanders does too. Oh, yeah. Justin maybe should consider playing shortstop. He should. Maybe this year. I'm going to talk to Coach actually about it. Yeah, we should. I'll let him know. We'll talk to Coach. Anyways. And uh, get that figured out. (coughs) So Megan Whitney is our next uh, writer in, and she will write in Who are your guys' biggest podcast inspirations? Wow. What do you got on that, Tay? Um,. I think, like, I mean, the two people that I just, like, always listen to to start, like, that got me into podcasts was obviously Joe Rogan. Like, Joe Rogan podcasts go. are super good. Do you know how much money that guy makes off a of podcast per year? Tell me. Millions. We looked it up. Yeah. He makes, like, 50K an episode. That's unreal. And he does, like, five a week. That's unreal, man. So, Joe Rogan and then... He's a comedian, but he also does a podcast. His name's Theo Vaughn. I just so I listen to co- uh, podcasts for entertainment mostly. Yeah. But I enjoy his podcast a lot. He's been on. He's been featured on Joe Rogan's podcast. But those two guys, you know, just the comedy aspect, just like the keeping it light, talking about life things, talking about things that people want to hear that people think about on a daily basis, but don't say. They do that. And so, like, I, I love those guys. So those are, those are two, my two guys. And for me, I would say my favorite podcast I listen to pretty much every summer when I have, like, more free time is the Bill Simmons podcast. You do love it. I man. love the way that he is able to be funny, entertaining, but also talk a lot of sports and even uh, delve. Shout out Gardner. Shout out Gardner. Delve into more, like, things that are going on in the world as well. So I like that. And then also I've heard that our podcast has been compared to a barstool podcast. The part in my take, Ooh, my take. Uh, Todd was one. telling me that he gets similar vibes from that. So I'd say that's kind of an inspiration of what we're trying to go for. Yeah, that's true. And then onto our next question, uh, Kyle Soria. This is one specifically for you, Tay, baby. Oh, okay. Hit me with he, it. He, uh, he wants to know, when are you in, uh, Taryn going to tie the knot? <laughs> Of course, Kyle would ask that. Uh, Kyle, well, I would like to graduate graduate college first, so there's a little bit of time there. And then uh, who knows? When our lives are ready, when we're both ready, it will happen, you know? Got to save up some money, but one it's, day. It's to the point it's where, in the you, works. where you guys both love each other. You guys know that, like, you guys got something special. It's oh, just yeah. like, when does it work? It's just got to be the right timing, life-wise. you know? And don't rush the right into timing. it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's you know. awesome. Next up. Uh, Roper asks, what are our fantasy football sleepers this season? So, the by the time this question got to us... The season hadn't started yet. So I think we reframe this into what were our best draft picks going in. So I'm going to say so far this season, my my two best picks were Mark Ingram late and Cooper Cup late. I picked up both of those guys late. Mark Ingram has been one of the best running backs in fantasy so far, and Cooper Cup as well has been one of the best wide receivers. My two picks will be also late picks. One of them, Austin Eckler, was a very late pick by me, number two Risky overall pick. running back. Yeah, and then the second one was a guy got off waiver wires, like 30 minutes before the season started. Lamar Jackson, he's been that man guy. has been elite this year. So those two guys were my sleepers. That What's I been had. your worst pick? My worst pick has been Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Cannot move the ball down the field. Figure it out. I mean, it is brutal. So I think he's going to pick it up. Hopefully, um, but that's my worst pick so far. What about you? My worst pick has either been (laughs) Aaron Jones. I picked him a little too high just because I needed another running back. I think I picked him maybe fifth round, and he's been decent. He's like the running back eleven, but nothing special. But I think so far my biggest disappointment has been George Kittle. George Kittle has been good, not great. I drafted him in that spot where I need him to be great, so I'm hoping he'll pull through. He's he got will. a good target share. He'll he pull will. through. He will. Our next question comes from our boy Will Pingle, and he asks, "How do you deal with controversy?" Huh. That's interesting.
1: That's How a good do you question. Deal with will
0: controversy? I think there's multiple. We sit down and talk about it on a podcast. That's very true. I think having good, healthy dialogue, and it depends like who you're having that controversy with, will. If you're having controversy with someone who's your boy, I think it's really important that you establish. A, a culture and a friendship with your boys that where you're able to have those hard conversations you're able to talk about those things and when tension comes up like it always will you need to talk about that you need to be be able to be in a space where you're able to talk about that and if that doesn't work then you can do what we do in ov1 we had a controversy by wrestling we just wrestle it out just a couple dudes rolling around off. on the carpet whoever wins that's who's that's who's right in the controversy you know and then once you get a little sweat on each other, things cool down. They you die realize down. that the little things in life it's don't mean as much. It's not that serious, you know? But if you have controversy with someone maybe you don't know as well, I think it's just always important to approach that person with respect. You never know what another person is going through. Or you could just put them in a headlock too.
2: So you got that two options. Yeah. yeah.
0: Either one works. So, in short, <laughs> assess the situation. <laughs> realize if you need to A... Respect them, or be respect them by putting them in a headlock. Put them down. Put them in their place. Throw them in the chair. Um, uh, T. Rav writes in, uh, "How does Zay feel about Tay Baby having more swag than?" him? Dang, that is brutal. So All right. Travis, yeah, let yeah, me couple, know a couple things here because this is directed at that. me. It's almost an attack on me as a person. And I know Travis, you would never do that, so I'm guessing this was more of a joke, but I'll approach it as if it's an attack on my character. <laughs> Travis, that hurts. You know I've been working on my style, I've been upping it up a little bit, and I think I've made some great strides. Now Taylor has a we have we have similar style, I would say, a little bit, but Taylor's been in the game longer for me. Style's a new thing for me, so I'm trying, Travis. I'm trying. And it doesn't feel great. <laughs> it's all good, dude. You good? Yeah. All right. Let's 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 get it Thanks going. for that question, though, yeah, Chat. Thanks, thanks for track. telling me I have swag, Chad. Thanks. Corey, uh, Corey Dawson, C. Dawson, writes in and says to Taylor, this is a question for you. What is the best Young Thug song? <laughs> oh, man. That is... That's hard. I mean, he is a lyrical genius. So it's like, how can I pick one? Um... The first two that came to my head were Halftime by Young Thug. Halftime. That's a great song. And then uh, Floyd Mayweather, also featuring uh, Travis Scott. So, I mean, I got it, you know. Throw Travi in there, Travi baby. Um, But I think those two are like my, I played the crap out of those when I did it. And then Corey also asked, Zay. Two-part question. What's the best, best song from a boy band? This is another good question, Corey, and I am going to go with a current one just because I want to stay relevant with what's going on. Obviously, we could go Backstreet Boys talk about that, but I'm going to go One Direction Story of My Life. Ooh, That's good. The story of my life. I think that's a very good song. I think it hits all the feels. You got all the five directions coming in one there.
2: It's a great song.
0: All right, next up, uh, our boy Simone Man. asks, um, what are the best Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn movies, and which actor do you prefer? So I'll start us off, and I'll yeah, say- Great question. My favorite Will Ferrell movie is probably uh, Step Brothers. Okay. Classic. And then my favorite Vince Vaughn movie is probably, it's a toss-up, actually. I like Wedding Crashers, and I like The Internship. Have you seen that movie? I have. It's a really good movie, both with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Owen Wilson really and good. Vince Vaughn are such a good combo. Yeah. And fun fact, actually, The Wedding Crashers has Will Ferrell in it as well. It does. You remember him? It does. Yeah. Ma,
1: me love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it it's super hard to choose. Like It depends what mood I'm in to say which one I prefer. I think Vince Vaughn, his like kind of like dryish humor slash like, I don't know, his humor really funny. Will Ferrell's obviously just a classic, just like. Comedy. So who do you I, choose? I I think I'm gonna have to go Vince Vaughn because I think I like think his he's a better I like actor? his movies more, yeah. like the breakup, like. It's a good movie. Yeah, see, like I think it's just like, but I mean, Will Ferrell also has Elf, and Elf is know, like one of those movies though that like I don't even like. It's such a great movie that I don't even consider it a Will Ferrell movie. It's like, that's just a good movie. I mean, he's in it. He's the main guy, you know? So that makes you think, like, is that that movie great because of Will Ferrell? Or is that movie just great in general? Because Step Brothers is not great without Will Ferrell. What do you think on that take? Maybe. We don't know. There's a lot of other factors that go into that movie that's funny. Derek? Can't tell me Derek isn't funny. Yeah, dude, Dodgeball with Vince Vaughn. Great movie. This is a great question, C-Man, and I'm going to take it this way. So my favorite Will Ferrell movie, I'll just, Elf is obviously up there, but my favorite one, like I said, is going to be Step Brothers. He's just classic in that. You can literally quote Step Brothers probably every day of your life. Haven't seen it in a while. Probably need to rewatch it soon. And then my favorite Vince Vaughn movie, I, again, like Wedding Crashers, but another good one is Dodgeball. What a great move, movie. Dude, did you know he's in Hacksaw Ridge? Yeah. I remember that, yeah. I totally forgot he was in Hacksaw Ridge. That's a great movie Old as well. Old School, another great movie that he's in. I didn't even Animal realize Feral. he's been in that many. Four like, Christmases, have you seen that? That's a good one. I have not seen Four Christmases. It's a good movie. He's anchor Anchorman? He is an Anchorman, yeah. He's like a, the other anchor that comes in. So... I would say Vince Vaughn, all-time favorite, though, is going to be Wedding Crashers. And then I would say that I prefer Will Ferrell over Vince Vaughn. Podcast divided. Happens. Yeah, podcast divided. Okay. My thing, my reasoning behind that is that I think Will Ferrell has had, though he's had some movies that just aren't very funny at all, I think I would be more inclined if someone said, this is a good movie and it has Will Ferrell. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. More than it's like, it's a good movie and it has Vince Vaughn. Like, a good Will Ferrell movie, you know it's going to be legit. Okay, yeah, I, I get that. Sweet. So thank you for that question, Simon. And then Kyle. Kyle, how do you say Kyle's last name? Osterhage. Osterhage. Kyle Osterhage. Osterhage. Freshman on the team. Shout out, Kyle. Ask what is the best Dog 420 memory? And can we get more love advice from him? Oh, boy. Best so, Dog 420 memory. I think first thing that comes to mind is the magic carpet ride he took. I think that's a good, that's a good thing, right? That's a pretty good memory of him. Yes. Um. My, mine has got to be him breaking my TV. Oh, that's a good one. He he broke something off, and it broke my flat screen TV. And then coming home, and no one was just in pieces. Almost in tears, and I had to uh, <laughs> give him a dad talk to that, pretty much tell him everything was gonna was be so okay. Funny. But he needed to grow up. That was funny. But how I can. About, li- how about when he was sick and he had to like throw up in the sink, and then like he used the sponge to clean it up. Yeah, it's honestly they- one of the grossest stories I've ever. Heard. I think I don't know. That's if, a great memory. I think that's hilarious. Is that podcast appropriate? Yeah,
2: he, he was sick and he
0: threw up in the sink. Yeah. So pretty much, my roommate. Was sick. He felt the urge to throw up. He was in the kitchen and said he didn't have time to go to the bathroom. Which is probably the same distance as the sink. Probably the same distance. And went and threw up in our kitchen sink that does not have a garbage disposal. Anything like that. Hard to get, like, things to go down the sink. And then he then proceeded to clean up the sink. Trying to be a good guy. But uses the sponge that we use for our dishes and uh, that's okay that's that, fine today, but but the key part is is that he did not change out the <laughs> sponge after he was done cleaning up his throw up instead we continued to use that same sponge for two or three days until he told us what he did and it, it i was pretty pissed off yeah we'd been washing our dishes for two days with a sponge that cleaned up see i that. don't leave live with him so like i think it's a good moment i was really close to like just punching him in yeah. the face when you told me that sure? i was that pissed i would have loved to see that see, that would have been even that would have been one of the greatest memories of Bulldog. But, but yes uh, we can get more love if you guys love, love, again like we him. said if you guys if that's what the people want i mean if you guys love that segment i thought it was really fun recording that segment me too i had a good time and just hearing his ridiculous takes but it's good, and Nolan sometimes will catch some heat for his appearances on our uh, on our podcast. Just want to like let some people know that uh, almost ninety percent of what we do on here is a little bit of comedy, so definitely take it with a, with a grain of salt. He's a good guy. Next up, uh, Westmont in San Francisco asks: In spy movies, why do you think they typically drive manual when automatic seems safer and more efficient in a getaway? So I want to give a shout out to the Westmont and San Francisco uh, team up there. Hope that they're having a great semester up there, learning a lot while they're up in the Bay Area. And they actually texted me and reached out to me and said a couple of them were thinking about this as listening to the podcast about doing a segment called Shower Thoughts, huh. where it's just those deep questions that you never get an answer to when you're in the shower and kind of like talking about those. So here's two of those. We might implement this later on in our podcast if Our listeners enjoy this but this is another great question why manual instead of automatic and here's a couple thoughts that I have on it right away first off someone brought this up to me because we've been talking about this with the team the whole the whole week just to give you the best answers and someone brought it up to me that while a manual is going to be harder to drive the skill gap is larger So if you're good at driving a manual, you're gonna go faster than you would in an automatic. automatic, So having the manual option is gonna reward skillful driving. And in those getaway chases, what are those drivers? Skillful. Skillful, Another thing is that a lot of times the, uh, the person grabbing the car is gonna grab that sports car that is super fast. And a lot of sports cars, again, are manual and another thing is a lot of times these chases happen overseas and overseas you're going to get a lot more of those manual cars than the automatics absolutely what do you think there gars yeah i agree that's exactly what i was going to say just that those the cars that they want to drive those sports cars are usually manual and they got and also like the drifting aspect of it like can you even drift in like an automatic as well as you can with a manual i don't think you can I don't think you can. Uh, so like that aspect, that's a of you huge have to part really of the getaway chase. It. You know, like <laughs> hitting those corners hard and then quickly turning. Like you got to be able to drift a little bit. The one I don't understand is another layer of this is how are the how are they always able to hijack the car super easily? Is it that I've never hijacked a car exactly, but I I imagine it's not that easy and it's not just like you're able to just smash the window get in. And then I get it where like, if we're just picking a random car to hijack, how come every single random car that we hijack is a manual? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But that's a great question. Great question. And then for this last question, uh, we are actually going to bring in an expert on the situation. We were talking to the team about this, and uh, this guy just really stuck out to us. He has a great theory about this question. So again, thank you to Westmont in San Francisco for writing in. But we want to uh, give a warm podcast welcome to a uh, repeat guest star on the podcast, Corey Dawson. Corey, cool. thank you guys for having me chowder chowder welcome chowder. back uh want to thank you for joining us and i'll kind of lay out the question and then i'll just give it over to you you kind of give us your theory your thoughts because you had some good things to say on this so the question from westmont in san francisco is at what point do throwback songs turn into classics and current music into throwbacks Ooh. your thoughts
1: yeah so basically Isaiah asked me this question and at first i was i was really confused i was dumbfounded i couldn't think of it we're going through songs and i thought about yeah by usher great song just a great song um timeless um is it a classic though or is it a throwback I i couldn't decide but everything after yeah by usher is a throwback until about We'll say about 2012, 2013. Mm. Mm. And everything before Yeah! by Usher is a classic. Oh. That's, that's my take. And then wow. maybe... Well, we can get into the oldies. I'm not sure where that is. Um, but I think that's a good measurement of, uh, of really when a song becomes a classic and a throwback. So it's a matter of time. In a sense, it is a matter of time, yeah. But I think different genres uh, are different, you know. Yeah. But I think yeah by Usher is the definitive, uh. Like, it's it's the it's the line between uh, a throwback and a and a classic. Okay. What are your that thoughts on sense. that,
0: Gars? I, I I get what he's saying, cause I'm thinking of like. Cat Daddy, remember that song? The Cat Daddy. The Cat Daddy. Yeah, throwback. And that's like a throwback, and that was like in that time period, and then I'm just thinking of like. Songs before, yeah, I'm like that's like a that's a classic, Those are classic songs. So like Miss say. Jackson by Outcast, two thousand. That's, that's a classic. That's a classic song. That's not a that's throwback. That is a classic. classic Another thing that I think kind of goes into this is I feel like a classic needs to be enjoyed by multiple generations, yeah. multiple styles of music. We can't just have songs that only once, like only one generation liked
1: that song. What do you think on that? I agree. I mean, I think a throwback is a song you heard when it came out when you were younger in a mm, sense. So, I remember go. I remember hearing Yeah by Usher for the first time just knocked <laughs> your doors off. I was just I was it was it's the best song. It might be one of the best songs of all time. It really might. Wow. So, I think that that might uh that might be a, a way to really measure. That's it. Actually good my point. thought my thought
0: here is let's look at some like Cold Play songs. So, like if we're looking at viva la la viva is mm-hmm. that the is that the name of the song yes. let's look up when that came out because this is would you consider that a classic song before finding out the date is that a classic song or is that more of a throwback me personally i would say that's a throwback wow i would say that's a throwback and ladies and gentlemen it lines up it's 2008
1: yeah so but that would be came out in 2004 So it's
0: 2008, so it lines up. It would still be that throwback. So, in a couple of years, is the Yeah by Usher principle going to jump forward, maybe another, say, four years?
1: Or is Yeah by Usher for our generation that? Wow, that's a great question. I think maybe in four or five years, it could be Dynamite by Teo Cruz, where we're like. That song is the definitive, but I think for the next few years we don't have to worry. We got Yeah by Usher. Is there yeah.
0: there is some exceptions to the rule though. Hundred percent. Fix right. You two thousand five. What is it?
1: Fix you. Wow. That's that's borderline. I mean, I could see it being a classic. I could I could see the case. How about classic. I write
0: Sins Not Tragedies. It's a throwback. Throwback for Easily. sure, right? But it's yeah. two thousand five. It's like right on the edge. Mm-hmm. I think I think two thousand four, <laughs> yeah, by Usher is just a great. It's a it's great a, <laughs> principle that you've done. The only one I'm a little upset about is uh, "American Boy" by Estelle. Classic song. It's still in the throwback, but I think it's it's definitely as of soon it's gonna be in that classic range.
1: I I agree. It's a classic throwback right now. I so
0: guess. another another wrinkle I want to add in here since we have you on as an expert. What do you think the difference is between a classic
1: song and an oldie? So I, I've been thinking Ooh. about this a little bit. Um, I'm going to say the, the, the song to measure is Tainted Love by Soft Cell. I don't know if you've heard that song. Tainted. You probably have heard oh, yeah. that song. That is the line between oldie and a classic. Explain. It's just 1981, I okay. believe is the year. And <laughs> every song after that is just like a different generation of music. Mm. for an oldie and a classic mm. um, like Led Zeppelin you know all those bands the Beatles those are oldies mm. so an oldie would be something that was not from your time not from my time not, not when you were them, alive or the generation before okay
0: so those can be oldies but a classic you have to be alive for you have to have heard it while you were alive
1: yeah or it be released in a sense like. yes awesome I believe that's what I think I love that I think it's a pretty good that principle. Yeah, that
0: yeah theory that he has going on, I think that's something like we could implement. And this is something I and think it, it sparked that. a great conversation. This question has so again shout out to uh, our boy Brendan and our uh, and our girl Megan up there. We're just killing it in San Francisco, and we just want to have our listeners hit us back. On, especially on this theory and then again on all the questions that you've been asking us uh, are our answers satisfying you are our answers what you were thinking especially on this last one give us some examples maybe some other songs that we should look at to see if do they live up to the yeah by usher theory and uh this is going to conclude it for our q a segment and we just want to again thank all of our listeners for writing in those amazing questions we hope that are thoughtful and uh, thought-provoking answers kind of matched your level of intensity of those great questions. Corey, you thank in. you for coming on the show. We thank really you. appreciate it. Yeah,
1: Thank A- you for having me once again. I appreciate
0: yeah. your expert opinion as always. Of course. Yeah. All right. Love thank it. you. All right. And welcome back to the Zay and Tay pod. I am your host Zay here with Tay and we have a special first time guest on the podcast. First he time. Uh, is a dear friend, a dear, dear friend of the Westmont baseball team and uh, the podcast is Zay and Tay pod and uh, his
2: name is Hayden Uper. What's up guys? Hey, we've been getting paid 500 bucks for this. It's yeah, insane. Man, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm not turn any, it down. Don't, but, d- 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 don't oh, tell that...
0: anybody else. But like, yeah, yeah that was okay.
2: confidential. Yeah. Oh, I thought. All right. I mean, it was direct, direct deposit, but no big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's okay. Uh, just just for our our, our listeners yeah. uh, Hayden is a beautiful, beautiful soul. Um, the song Jesse McCartney Beautiful Soul" was written after meeting Hayden Uper on tour in louisiana screw his soul dude have you seen his body yeah he's got Ooh. a body we'll get to <laughs> that and he has his really interesting i love it it's become kind of the yoop uh facial hair is he has a du- a darker mustache than nice. all the rest of the parts of so he has like a beard going on but it's like scruff everywhere except for
2: the mustache it's the mustache
0: bu- is dark it's yeah, a playoff stash year-round yeah what it's, do you call that dope.
2: Um, I don't know, but the other day I was referred to as mustache guy on campus, oh. so I've kind of been, the last three days there's been a lot of journaling about what that means for me and how to <laughs> go forward with that. Um, I th- My intention at first was, it was actually fall formal of last year, and I'd done the beard for a while. I had enough awareness to know that the beard wasn't going great for me, especially around the cheeks. Um, so then I was like, "Well, I'm gonna no get gonna... you at the cheeks." It does, yeah, it yeah. does. And so I was it's the like, worst. Well, "I I'm hate gonna... facial hair. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just have so much of it." <laughs> Keep going. Sorry, sorry, so sorry. sorry. Like, no, you're good.
2: You're good. You're good. Uh, I was like, "I'm gonna trim this down." And it started as a joke, almost. I just kind of, I kept the mustache, basically. And it was the night of fall formal, like 20 minutes before we left. And I was like, I kind of like this. I felt like a like a '70s stockbroker something wow. like, like Wolf of Wall Street a little bit. Yes, and so yes, and was like, with morals, yes. though. And then I was like, I think I'm going to keep it around. And so I did, and then I, I don't know if it unlocked an identity in me that I hadn't before seen, or I was just like trying to grow into what I appeared to be in the mirror. Um, wow. Dangerous game, by the way. Be careful with that. That is very dangerous game. But, um, but yeah, it kind of stuck around. And, I, you know, we've drifted apart in the past. And over the summer, she she wasn't with me, but back now so
0: you would characterize the look as a 70s stockbroker i like that a lot yeah genuine like
2: honestly encapsulating the american dream um hard it's working the american dream look yeah i like pretty that. much when that you, think, when you think of county fairs you're thinking of fireworks 1970 Chevrolets, funnel um, cake a much better economy yeah um <laughs> Exports on American goods. A uh, um, little political here. Yeah, before. I'm sorry. Yeah, just, we
0: told you right before we went live. Yeah, my bad. It we, just, we don't it get political here. We're just going to take a step back. And I just want to highlight one more part of your story. You mentioned someone putting, putting a label on you as quote-unquote quote mustache guy. And I just like to say to all our listeners out there, this is not a podcast of labels. This Never. is not somewhere where you come and no. you think that you're just going to get stereotyped as a jock or a theater kid. I'm here to tell you, this is whatever high school that Troy Bolton went to.
1: What Eastside
0: Eastside High? Eastside East, East 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 high. East high. high. You can Wild, do it both. <laughs> I just want someone out here. I know I can just feel it. Someone on the, listening to this podcast right now just needs to know if you want to do theater and also play average basketball, but somehow get a scholarship to U of A D one. Go for it. Who are you talking about? Troy Bolton. Troy Bolton. Zach Efron listens to our podcast. Uh, Shout out Zach! That makes sense. But uh, anyways, I feel let's like get you it. Were re- referring to a listener, so I just had to. Like, yeah, act. no, it's Zach. It's Zach. Oh, yeah, wow. he's he crying their eyes yeah. out. Zach, right what's now? up? Um, mute. <laughs> can't wait to see you next time you're in SB.
2: Uh, we'll get uh, some backyard bowls. Hey I haven't made anyways. a good movie since Charlie St. Cloud. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, that was
0: political? Was <laughs> that that political? No, no, that's, that's just, was just a hot take. That's just dead wrong. I'm the biggest Zach Efron fan out there. Yeah, Zach Efron
2: My Bad. That was a Babers? hot take. That's a good Neighbors is a very good movie. Anyways, that's let's like, let's get enough.
0: into it. Uh Hayden, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, kinda like how you got to Westmont, where you're from and kind of what you're doing in life now.
2: Yeah, so um I was established in nineteen ninety eight, um New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, shout out to the south do you have that tattooed on your body anywhere? Um, I don't, but they actually EST played when the Saints 90 go. 90, yes. <laughs> I have my uh, coordinates, latitude and longitude, on my ribs, just in case um, you get lost. Yeah, just, <laughs> can't find my way back home. Um, they actually played when the Saints go marching in at my birth. Um, really? Is that a is that a real thing? No, that's a that was fake. That was for <laughs> <real> fun. <fine. laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I'm so I'm from there. I moved here for college uh, to come to Westmont after receiving a uh, a baseball scholarship my senior year. How much money did they give you? Um, <laughs> I don't feel like we should. I think that's political. That's um, a little too much. That's <laughs> too much. Yeah. Enough, My bad. My bad. enough to convince me. Um 20Gs? <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, right. Um so okay. yeah, I kind of had a brutal high school baseball journey. Do you want me to Yeah, give us a little taste. A little bit? Give us a little taste. Yeah. So, um I actually had two Tommy John surgeries uh for those of you that don't know. That is a complete reconstruction of the elbow joint and elbow ligaments. Ooh. Um, so that, I had the first one after my sophomore year, um, had surgery right after the season, um, rehabbed for nine months, was ready to go back on the field game one junior year, second at bat of game one, get, um, kind of knocked over after laying down a bunt and, um, fall and break my wrist, left wrist, required immediate surgery, season over. So at that point I'm kind of wondering... Is baseball is baseball it for me. Um, I ended up that summer going to Stanford baseball camp in Palo Alto um, to compete in the camp there. That's where I met Coach Ruiz of the Westmont Warriors. Shout out Coach Ruiz, yeah. Shout out Robbie Baby. Shout out Colin. Um and then I uh I came on a visit in October, actually stayed with Zay um, for two nights. Whoa. That's actually sick. Shout out yeah, Zay. Yeah, dude. shout out Zay. Shout out Zay. Shout out Nolan's Boston Red Sox rug that I slept on for <laughs> two nights in a, a row. Well, actually rug.
0: shout out Zay, not Nolan, but.
2: Yeah, my bad. Anyways. Um and so then uh that's when they offered me and I you know, I kind of considered it a couple months later. Um like it took it took me a while to really decide and then after thinking about it praying about it I realized yeah, this was is, is the place I wanted to go. What was so, the what was the deciding factor for you? Um, I think I I really only had three options if I wanted to play baseball and the other two weren't great. Um and also Westmont was really what I was looking for from an educational standpoint and I liked the people that I met that went there and I kinda of wanted to identify myself with Um <laughs> with with Westmont and what they were all about. So and then they also had um incredible coaches and a really good program. So nice. Sweet. So you come to Westmont, pick Westmont, yeah. what happens after you're here? Um, so after, I, I'd actually, my senior year, I torn my UCL again. Sweet. So I'm recovering nice. from that as well, uh, all through the fall, and into my freshman year on the team. So uh, as I'm kind of going through freshman year, I am not doing too great with my rehab, like things are not progressing the way, the way I want to be, so I was... Reduced to just being a, and not just, it was an important role, but I was the pinch runner for um for our catcher, Tyler Roper. Yeah, not just. Not just. I mean, you had a ton of bags. You were more a than, ton of were more than I, a pinch runner. I did take a ton of bags. Yeah, How but, many bags did you have? That uh, I want to say 21? 21. 21. So GSAC leading. So, so, that is my one. This is the GSAC <laughs> leader. <laughs> that I is led, the that's the I led the conference my freshman year, so that's my one. So for our uh, non-baseball uh, listeners, bags means stolen bases. And to
0: give you a little perspective, so Uper has had twenty one in one season as just a pinch runner for our catcher. Uh, I career at Westmont had two stolen bases,
2: uh, going for ten this year. Uh, But keep going, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was so it was. um, I, I was prepared to have a really down year just with the injuries and not being able to contribute, and that position opened up, and I was. Able to play, I think, more than a lot of freshmen got to that that were healthy. So yeah. mm-hmm. that was a for huge sure. blessing. And I got to feel like a really incremental part of the team, which was huge for my morale and my... Outlook on the game. So um, you got to go to beautiful Mississippi. I did. I ventured <laughs> near and far, uh, Hattiesburg, um, exploring <laughs> the deep, deep roots of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Um, God bless them down there. Great place. <laughs> uh, great place. Got to eat fine dining at Georgia Blue. Yeah. Um, home heard Southern some great cooking. Great music. Willie Nelson song. tribute band played yeah. all night long. Um, oh, so bro. yeah, it was uh, it was a good year. After that, I um, I kind of realized that. My health and from a throwing no baseball perspective was declining, and that I wasn't really going to get to the point where I was where I needed to be to continue to play. And through you know basically twenty eight months of rehab through high school, my desire to play baseball had gone down significantly, and so I realized it was kind of the time to walk away. But um, before I decided to stop, I made sure that I was going to be able to stay at Westmont because I knew that, that was a huge part of huge stepping stone in life for me, so yeah. definitely. But yeah, so blessed to be still be here today, and to be speaking to you guys tonight.
0: Yeah, well, we're definitely uh, super excited. Not only that you chose to stay here at Westmont, uh, that you just had a great recruiting trip with one of the uh, cooler guys on the team, <laughs> and uh, that you chose to come to school here, and that you're still choosing to co- go to school here even after baseball, but. Just because baseball ended, another theme of our podcast is we're more than, we're more than an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. More than just a baseball player. Shut up and dribble. Yeah. No. Never, Gars. <laughs> Shut up and dribble, dude. Never. Unreal. But anyways, we're we're more than baseball players. We got a lot going on in life. And Indeed we do. And you, uh are a prime example of that. You've had a lot of fun stuff that's happened since you uh, stopped playing baseball. A lot of this podcast, Ooh. we're going to kind of delve. Oh, let's delve, shall we? Shout out, Miss Gardner. Shout out, Gardner. Uh, we're going to delve into that and uh, just kind of talk about maybe what's going on. And uh, first of all, congrats, congratulations are in order because as of... A w- uh, oh, September,
2: a September thirteenth. September thirteenth. So a couple weeks ago. Yeah, September thirteenth. You I are locked down. You are engaged. Yeah, yeah, I am engaged. Congratulations. The Tell- phrase "locked down" has a negative connotation. I chose love it. Life. I chose. You it. Love I chose you, it. Love you chose lockdown. It. Lockdown. Yeah, no, love lockdown. Your yeah, love yeah, yeah, is yeah. locked Shout out, down. yeah, shout, shout out guy. Kanye. Uh huh. Um, Tell us a little bit about it, dude. Yeah. Oh man. So what's her name? Name's Skylar. Zay's actually met her multiple times. She's <laughs> uh, yeah, so her name is Skylar. We, uh, we actually met in seventh grade. Um, we were both homeschooled. Um, nice. Not Beautiful. to label myself there. But, no, um, labels. No, no labels. No labels. No, yeah. Um, so we both met in seventh grade. Um, we were friends for a long time mm. before, started, before we started dating junior year. Well um just seventh grade to junior year. Yeah. You guys are friends with each other? Yeah, just just pals. Just, just like like literally just pals. Nothing more. Um and then Did you ever year, like see like more? I mean I always or were you just Skylar like, was
0: she's
2: a hobby. no Skylar was legitimately always the funniest girl I knew. So like that was kinda in mm-hmm. my back pocket, but I think there the phases of life we were in, there was just no pressure. But now that I'm kinda on the other side of that, I think that really helped solidify our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um we so we started dating the summer after junior year. Like, what was like, the change? If we could ask oh, you quickly. Well, okay.
0: when, when did you realize <sighs> when you say you're a just Ooh. a friend? Yeah. Oh, baby, you. I started you. To
2: start doubting myself. You got oh, what oh. I need. She did. She absolutely did. I, um, oh, let's think. There's a, there's a specific timeline. Um, so it was probably, I want to say February. February. And we had been, we shot around a couple iMessage games um Ooh. just just i think one like some eight ball pool yeah like just like some eight ball some, some putt some, some cup pong but we okay. were homeschooled so we, did. we thought it was legitimately just <laughs> <cup pong>. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh yeah so then we just started texting like you know we had some funny conversations in the beginning and i was like that's that's kind of nice i don't mind that and yeah. so we started texting every day like oh religiously I'd say fun. and then that continued on and then we had a homeschool prom there you go which baby. is basically just means <laughs> there will be music playing and everyone will stay stand around in one room <laughs> In mom's kitchen. No, you know? no, no, no. We rented a place. Okay. I mean, not Hold we. The, the 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 group that the was group in of moms. Of yeah, the group of moms. The Principals. <laughs> the principals. Yeah, the, the principalities of the homeschool school community put together this. Um, it was at the Southern Hotel in uh, Covington, many, Louisiana. How many people were there? I want to say upwards of forty. <laughs> okay. Upwards of forty. Like that's a, a good showing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's, a good, oh, that's a good. That's a show. Show good. Near and far. So there, there wasn't. It wasn't like a a buffet menu of homeschool proms you could attend. So so people were making the the the, tri- the drive to come to this. Yeah, um, it was on a Thursday night. Kyle's mom is bringing brownies. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, it was on a Thursday night. If that tells you anything about <laughs> frugality <laughs> in the homeschool community and or party planning, Thursday night. Because no class saying. in the morning. School the next day. Friday. Sin does not take place on a Thursday night. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we did that. It started at eight, ended promptly at 1030. Um, we had a prayer right before we left. And so it was whatever stereo, uh, to jump into the labeling thing, whatever stereotypes you're thinking might have exist at a homeschool prom, they're correct. And I want (laughs) to affirm you in that. Um, so yeah, we, Skylar and I went there together and it was really, really fun, honestly. Um, that's where I kind of realized like we matched well like just it was easy to hang out with her and I didn't I didn't feel like we were felt forced like in a relationship it felt like a genuine close friendship and so then it kind of blossomed from there we went on a couple dates after that and then um June 12th of 2016 I uh I asked her if she wanted to to go steady with me <laughs> that was the first date hop on, uh, no, Ste- no no oh. that wasn't the first date oh. we went on a couple dates hey, hey. prior we we that's when you we linked it.
0: Locked it down. Yeah, uh, I, I said we should got link. that love locked down.
2: Yeah,
0: couple we'll quick things that right left left left. I'd like to talk about with that. Just the whole homeschool culture that you're talking about. Yeah. So it must have been really cool for you two because you were able to experience the world together. I mean, that's true. Correct me if I'm wrong, Careful. but as a home, as it's
2: a nice right here, as a homeschool <laughs> student, uh-huh. uh. Outside hours of the house, yeah. what are those like? Are those
0: considered a like? Are those considered? So, are those considered like a, uh, a PE course or no. an extra extracurricular where okay. you're able to go when and, I get to the
1: grocery
2: these- store? <laughs> oh, uh, brutal question. Firstly, whenever I get these, whenever I get these types of suggestions, I often ask, okay, in public school. What were your outside hours like? And they say, well, we weren't allowed to go outside. We were in public school. And I say, hmm, there you go. <laughs> so I would argue that I had more life experience because I wasn't bound to the social constructs of a classroom, mm. um, which is I think is fair to say. I learned a lot of life skills between 8.30 and 3 p.m. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there was, it was, it was, Definitely less structured when I was younger. So when I was younger, if my mom didn't feel like doing our coursework for the day, she was just like, we're not going to do it. And I was okay with that, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was... You definitely had to work a little extra, a little harder for your social time, but yeah. it didn't stop me. Did
0: you find it difficult having your uh, your math teacher also be the one who... <laughs> Uh, makes dinner. There was a definite. There was me. a
2: definite power struggle there because yeah. it's kind of like a. It's kind of like if the dad's the head coach of the team. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay, where do I draw the line? Where does coaching stop and fatherhood begin? That's my. That was my question. Wow. And so, you know, when we end the pre-calculus lesson on a poor note. Does that translate... Do we carry that into dinner time? She's a human Do being. We she carry remembers that? it. She... Because she can say whatever words she wants. I can see from her mannerisms that she's displeased. Miss Youper is not yeah. okay with your calculus. I mean, I, I still call her mom, score. but yeah, she... There, there was definitely some animosity at certain times. I'm to blame for that. She's an excellent teacher. I wasn't a great student. Um, huh. Well, thank you. Thank you for answering some of my homeschool questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that
0: questions. was a little bit. I'm sure... I, a, yeah... D- uh, Not a homeschool question. Yeah, let's move See, on to it, the, it wasn't about the homeschool. It was more about. I was just him interested in oh, the oh, culture. Yeah, yeah I think no. it's fine. We got off topic a little bit, but yeah, I just have a question. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, what you got, Gar?
0: So you said you like just friends, seventh grade, yeah, junior year, or whatever totally. you guys started dating. Uh-huh. Do you think if we asked her that question, cool. do you think she was like? Ooh. she felt that spark like cuz like you got to like you're not just like i don't know no, in like, no. opposite sex there's got to be something there, there was sometimes. some tension yeah that's fair and like do you think she like maybe was like dang like i want this kid to, <sighs> she like, ever admitted that to like you okay a bit, um or, like, well i like
2: had a crush on you in 8th grade oh okay see so i actually I have some insider information now <laughs> i'm going to try to verbalize this so it doesn't sound like i'm bragging on myself but as previously stated, the homeschool community and the subgroup of the homeschool community, uh, eligible homeschool males, that was a sparse category, and me being slightly above average, if anything, um, that was a, that was an attraction point for some. Okay, I'll leave it at that. So I wouldn't necessarily say that Skylar had her eye on me from along from you know in seventh grade, but there were definitely some others, and I think that I think that influenced the early stages of our relationship. Now Mm. I will say from experience, Skylar's lack of interest um, compared to the other girls was. A little bit refreshing. Interesting. I, it gave me something to pursue. It was a chase. Yeah. There yeah. was a chase. Yeah. I, I was like, look, That's good. I'm the big That's fish in stuff. a little pond, but that she's in a good, totally good, different good. pond. Yeah. And I love so fishing. Yeah, <laughs> I love fishing metaphors. I'm from Louisiana. So um Yeah, so that kind of that definitely played into it. Now, I think she she has admitted in the past and you can you can Ask her if you don't believe me, but she said she she developed a crush probably ninth grade. She said it was just a simple realization that I I was likable, not necessarily like uh, you know oh I gotta pursue him now. She was just like objectively, he seems like a objectively he's hot. <laughs> objectively, I want to sure objectify in grade him.
0: Grade was like this kid's so hot. Yeah,
2: I wasn't hot until uh, midway through tenth grade when I got my braces off. Uh, but well, love to see pictures. I love yeah. to see. Anyways, eleventh. We, we got
0: off topic. Tell us about. The
2: love story coming to a head with the engagement, okay, um, take us through your day, yeah, set the scene, who all right, started out as any typical Friday would, um, your heart wasn't beating, two burrito with tots from Pasqual <laughs> um shout out, Pasqual shout out, Pasqual, uh, yeah, so i was it was kind of in the back of my mind the whole day, but it wasn't like the cliche. I couldn't do anything else. Like I went, I navigated my classes pretty handedly. Um, I was yeah, able to lock in for the for the time being. But as we uh, as we kind of neared the end of my Perspectives in World History class, shout out Dr. Thompson, I was fading. I was fading. I was thinking about things that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> and uh, as we moved closer to the six thirty deadline that I had set for myself to make sure we were in the car on the way to the beach, I was. Visibly sweating. So you're with her in the car to the beach. Yeah. So she came to school, picked me up because I don't drive. She drives. And so I was like, "We're gonna, we're going on a dinner date. All right. Just, you know, make yourself feel good, <laughs> look nice. Put on some makeup if you want. I don't care. <laughs> do you? Do your and nails. Help. So uh, uh, <laughs> do your nails. Make sure your picture ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's gonna change your life tonight. <laughs> yeah. Change the name on your credit cards. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> we. Uh, we pulled up to Hendry's Beach. And at this point, I, w- I was too nervous to come up with a good story as to why. So I was like, I just love beach walks. You know that about me. And we never get to do this. I'm off on a Friday. And so we started walking down the beach. Those are the words you actually said? Yeah, yeah, like 100%. <laughs> and I, I was like, I just want to. It's the sunset. Let's catch the sunset at Hendry's. I mean, what better place? Um, so then I start walking and realize that I, in all my efforts to prepare a, you know, a kind of monologue for her, those out the window out those are gone i'm looking around i am shaking like my hands clammy um and so then i just kind of stopped like at a part of the beach where there weren't a ton of people and i had uh one of my friends hiding um taking photos for us so i could see that she was in a good shout position out. yeah shout out brie johnson um west my soccer shout out Bree. Uh, and then so i saw that we were in a good spot and so i just kind of Got down on a knee. I don't. I honestly don't remember what I told her right before. But, but you I said remember. Something. I remember saying something, yeah, yeah. and it was sweet. Like I could see the eyes were getting a little misty. She and knew so at like, that point. Huh? I think she knew at that point. Um, she may have thought I was just being very kind randomly. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, but it it worked. She said yes. Uh, we got a ton of pictures at the moment. Um, follow that's me awesome. on Instagram if you want to see those. But um, but yeah, so that was it. It it went exactly how I hoped it would. That's amazing. So yeah,
0: was she surprised? She was super surprised because I kind of
2: set the scene all year, like, well, not all year, all summer. Like, this is gonna be like a Christmas thing. Like, I don't have time Uh, to think about this during school. I had a lot of time to think about this during school, and um, and so yeah, I'd got the ring in the summertime, and then knew I was gonna do this in September. Nice, dude.
0: Question I have for (laughs) you with engagement thing. Yeah. So my whole thing is you're supposed to have the ring in your pocket, but yeah. Ring boxes are really big. If okay. you're wearing, like, jeans, like, nicely fit jeans, not cargos like someone else that I know. Of
2: course. It, it's going to just be bulging from your pocket. Thank you for bringing up this logistical issue. Um, this is something that I had to learn to navigate on the fly. Um, I was in the parking lot. I just walked out of the 2007 Honda CRV owned by my lovely fiance. I had the ring in my backpack, be- and, um, and so I took the ring out. And I was like, I can't put this in my pocket because I do like athletic fit jeans, as we know. Most people should yeah, wear yeah, athletic yeah, jeans. Yeah, for sure. No and, one, so, yeah. and so and uh, so I Argos. I couldn't like the box was a little it's it's tall. Because yes, you it know, 'cause yes, it's gotta yes. have a little ceiling so the ring can sit up.
0: Yeah.
2: Um so I couldn't fit it in there. So what happened is I actually um, kind of Waste pulled it. I, I did waistband it. <laughs> so I pulled up my my boxers. Like, to where they were kind of around my belly button, but above my belt line. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put the ring in there and just made sure my shirt was draped enough over it so that she couldn't see the massive silhouette of the ring as I walked. Wow. Um, So that I was a little bit proud of thinking of that. That is very good improvisation. I thought about sock. I thought about wearing a hoodie and then I was like, I don't want to be wearing a hoodie. You know, in your picture, yeah. yeah. This isn't a Mac Miller yeah. music video. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, whoa. Dude. sorry, I'm sorry. Really no, but he was, he was a good artist, R. A. Um, but, I'm sorry. but yeah, so that ended up working out pretty well.
0: Yeah, They're and see, on. my thought is why don't I just start wearing fanny packs all the time? And then, oh, like, normalize that? Yeah, just normalize me wearing a fanny pack. Oh, and yeah. And then when it comes time for me to get engaged, I'm just wearing a fanny pack, and it's just, like, normal. I, I thought d- about that. Yeah, I just don't think that's you. Yeah. That's just not your fashion,
2: like, statement type thing. Like, I just don't, like, Yeah, we need see to see. That with you. That would need
0: to be a huge
2: on-ramp. Yeah. Like, if you're going to start that now, you can't propose for at least three years.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm. Th- my time frame's about two and a half years okay. at this point.
2: Yeah. Then maybe you should have started in June. You should probably start it out, yeah. 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 Because you got a while. I thought about right? getting one of those, like, man purses, like a shoulder bag. Ah, uh, but a satchel? Yeah, a satchel, like a supreme one. But then that's another. That's basically the price of the ring, right there, just mm. for the shoulder bag.
0: But it'd be worth it,
2: probably. Yeah, high fashion. Because your clout would just. Honestly, go could you the go roof. back
0: and try it with the purse? Do you
2: think Skyler would be down? <laughs> Recreate <I mean>, it? <laughs> you mean, like, call it off and then call it yeah. back on?
0: I mean, do whatever you have to do. Yeah. I think there's a lot of
2: heartbreak involved for that experiment, but. I'd try it. As long as we see some happy tears again, yeah. <laughs> that's all we care about.
0: Anyway, so after the engagement, love in the air, it's all around. Yeah, palpable. You guys go hang out with some friends. You're are you like FaceTiming home? Like um, tears coming? Are there oh tears from God. you? Tears from her? Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, we engaged. actually didn't cry during that time. We kind of just laughed like a little bit in disbelief. Like I couldn't believe that it actually happened. And I don't Whoa. think it really sank it sunk chills. in until the that next is day. Chills um it didn't really uh, sink in until the following day i don't think um so we yeah we got back to skylar's apartment and i had asked all our friends to be there and they made us some food and we just hung out all night and it was really fun so yeah we facetimed my parents and her parents after that and they were super happy i had notified everyone that it was happening so they were just kind of waiting on the phone call at that point but yeah excellent weekend
0: did you get the blessing
2: I so did, yeah. So there. I secured that in July. Oh wow! Very um, real. Yeah, because obviously living far away, I didn't want to like. I didn't want that to be a be phone like, call. Hey, Facebook. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm gonna dude? text you right quick. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got you know I talked to both of her parents and uh, and her brothers and stuff. So awesome. Yeah, it was, They all good. like you, or like they do? As far as I can see, or they're really good at hiding it. But um, but yeah, we've always had a pretty close relationship. That's good. So. That's really good. That's
0: awesome. So, other things going on in your life, uh, now that you're done with baseball, yeah, uh, you... Uh,
2: I'm a career man.
0: You are a career man, uh, <laughs> working 9 to 5. Yep. Slinging the cream. Uh, you're slinging cream. I'm goal-oriented.
2: Slinging the cream. Yeah, for those of you, uh, for our listeners who aren't aware of ice cream lingo, slinging the cream means to serve and protect um, <laughs> protect your health, I guess, with, uh, with ice cream. Wow. So I I am a scooper slash general manager at Well oh, General Manager. Yeah, uh, did know that? Sly I live promotion. was the title. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Rory's Artisanal Creamery in Montecito, California. That just sounds so beautiful. Shout out, Rory. Artisanal
0: Creamery. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, all organic, all inclusive, no additives, preservatives, guilt free. Does McConnell's do that? Um no they don't actually. Uh McConnell's well, claims they do, but as as uh, Rory's connoisseur that I am, I can say that I have talked to and met some of the local farmers that we support. Um, we are against the the big business ice creams we yeah. uh, produce we produce our flavors, mm-hmm. small batch, no more than three retail pans at a, at a time Wow, um, to ensure quality control and everything that we use is organic made in house oh. um, so yeah it's ice cream that you can take pride in
0: that's amazing that's what I like to say Wow.
2: Wow. Tell us some uh,
0: tell us your favorite customer you've ever had and your least favorite customer you've ever had. Okay. And um, why?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, there's like seven least favorite customers, so I'll give you <laughs> yeah, give actually you just top. give us your least. Okay. I don't yeah. really care about <laughs> the, the favorites. Yeah, the, yeah, favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the favorites. They're just nice. Let's like, get the least. Yeah, whatever. Um so there there's two stories that come to mind. Um one occurred last fall. Um I was opening the store. So we open at, well, we at, at that time, we opened at 11.30. So it's about 11.25. The All the blinds, like the curtains are down. I'm just counting the money to open up the cash register, things like that. Um, this lady frantically opens the door because I forgot to lock it back. Um, it's my own fault. But... um she opens the door really quickly and looks she looks nervous like so i'm expecting (laughs) like she needs help like you know maybe she had a flat tire i don't know she's looking for something she opens the door looks me dead in the eyes and says coffee (laughs) and then there's a very pregnant pause following that because i'm i don't know a lot of thoughts ran through my head firstly it wasn't a question. There was no question mark at the end. It wasn't enunciated well. Coffee. It it was an imperative statement. It was a demand. It said, she said, coffee. Mm -hmm. And so I actually had to ask her, a fellow human, are you asking me if we sell coffee? (laughs) I was like, are you asking me if we sell that? Because you didn't ask that. You just said coffee. You just explained to me that coffee exists. (laughs) That's, That's the only knowledge I gained from that. And so she goes... No, I was just wondering if you sell it. And I said, no, we don't sell it. We have coffee-flavored ice cream, but this is an ice cream place. <laughs> so that would make sense why we don't sell coffee. And so then I kind of snapped you, and I'm like, all right, come on, man. Like, care for it a little bit. So I was like, if miss, if you're interested, and I was I was about 30% of the way saying, I, I can direct you to a Starbucks. And I was on the, I can direct... And she cut me off and said, no, I think I know where it is, and shut the door. And so that's how I started my Tuesday. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> that's man, a that's start. a brutal look. That's a brutal look for me, for everyone involved, I think. Um, yeah, so that was that's definitely oh. up there on the list. Number two. Was she older? She was an older woman. Yeah, she looked like... If she was so, if she knew where the Starbucks was, I don't know why she came in in the first place. Why would she come in? Yeah, and why was she frustrated (laughs) me for trying to help her? And then coffee. Yeah, coffee. uh, I don't. We don't have that. (laughs) I can. I know where it is. End of scene. And yeah, it was pretty bad. Number two, worst ever customer. Uh, We have. We deal with people. We all have our crosses to bear. Um, uh, This this nice older lady had a uh, had a dairy allergy. Uh, and I was like, Well not the best spot. Firstly, miss, you would think this place does not <laughs> cater to you at all. But luckily our uh our creator, Rory, has um has thought of people like you. So I said, We have dairy free ice creams, miss that you can try if you have a da- dairy allergy. I'll get you a new scooper, the whole shebang, no cr- no cross contamination. Um and she goes, Oh, but I want a milkshake And I said, Mm, see. <laughs> Now that's where we draw the line. That's not
1: <laughs> because work. we
2: don't carry almond milk or coconut milk or things, you know, we only have whole milk directly from the cow. Um, and so she was like, "Well, that's fine. I can have a little bit of dairy." And I said, "Wait, wait, let's backtrack." <laughs> so the first por- portion was clearly a lie. So you don't have an al- a dairy allergy, you have a dislike of dairy yeah. or your stomach does. Yeah. And so I was like, "Okay, well, I can make you a, a milkshake I said, do you want me to just make it smaller? Because, you know, there's a good bit of milk in a milkshake, as you can imagine. You have. To, as the name implies. For the and milk I was like, part. maybe I can make you a half serving size. I said, I'm still going to have to charge you the same, but I'm going to make you half the milkshake so that you can physically digest it. <laughs> and she agreed. I agreed. That was a good plan. I thought that was good problem solving, so, and that was communicated well. I go and start making the ice cream. Usually milkshake is three scoops. I put two. Okay, so we're about at sixty percent. Okay, I I may I, I pour it. We have a one size fits all cup. It's a twenty four ounce plastic cup. Um, plastic. Yeah, sorry. It's, uh, That's it's actually f- brutal. It's corn plastic. Let's go if that makes iron. it better. That's it's corn bad. plastic, it's and okay. we recycle. So it's probably going in Don't talk to me. Talk to, talk to the major that. corporations. Yeah. Um, so I pour. You know, I, I I spin the milkshake and then I pour it in. Lo and behold, no big shocker here. It fills up about two thirds of the cup, so there's a good portion of the cup that has no ice cream, which in it, you already told which her. Which I was communicated with her. Yeah, I set it on the counter, and she looks up from me, looks up at me with a, a kind of some disdain. I could feel the tension there and the gaze, and I was like, "Is there a problem with this?" Um, and now I'm interested because I said, "You know, you've already lied to me about the dairy allergy, and now you look disappointed. Where else have I gone wrong?" And so she um, she says well, I'm paying for the entire product. I feel like I should get the whole product. And I said, okay, miss, uh, you know, the customer's always right. That's yeah. looming in my Except mind. Except in this. Except in this case, she's clearly <laughs> wrong. And so I said, I'm sorry, miss. I thought we reached the understanding that the enzymes within your stomach were not able <laughs> to digest a certain level of milk. So I made this adjustment out of love. This was a sacrifice of love, but you have to pay the eight I'm sorry and um and so she goes no you can just make the rest of it and so now i say thrice thrice times i'm lied to so there's no dairy allergy you just you just wanted half a milkshake liar that's all you wanted and so then i make it for her and she's frustrated at that point snatches the milkshake no tip and i'm like man i crossed oceans for you she couldn't jump a bottle for me so i was but hey that's a rough day on the job you know Duty I hate, calls, I guess. I hate people with a dairy allergy now. Yeah. All that's, of them. Ooh, that's a big label,
0: but... <laughs> you, I'm I'm sorry. A I'm small kidding. sample size. Do you know someone who has a dairy allergy? Small <laughs> no, sample I don't size. know. I
2: just I don't know why I said that. I just felt bad.
0: Two follow up questions from
2: Slinging Cream. Yeah. Have you met Rory? I have multiple times. We're What's it good like? Goods. It's actually a woman. Whoa! What? Yeah. Yeah, Rory is a, is a woman. It's, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to disclose a ton of information about Yeah, it, no, just... Know. But yeah, no, she cool? she's super nice lady. Um, started She herself started Sling and Cream in 1998 in the back of Gelson's uh, Supermarket in Santa Barbara. Wow. And now she's... Um, I, the store that I work at as <laughs> the first location, opened up in 2012, and now there's uh, six spanning from Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara Public Market to Long Beach. So she's doing well for herself. That's incredible. Yeah, she's making a name. Good for her. Good for Rory. Support small businesses, man.
0: That's on me, dude. Yeah, that's on me. That's on us for assuming that she was a man. The assumption says that,
2: yeah. We we recognize our faults, we backtracked.
0: And then, second, uh, what's your all time go to flavor at Rory's?
2: Uh, What should people be getting when they go to Rory's? Okay. I've said this to many a customer, and I'll say it again on on air Um, the Biscoff flavor. It's a European cinnamon shortbread cookie, very underrated. People glance at it and they read it as biscotti. There's no "t's" in the name, so please read it more carefully <laughs> and ask for a sample next time. It's delicious. It's creamy. It's not too sweet. It's a uh, it's a mellow, it's a mellow flavor. So biscotti, is really a, good. Uh, Biscotti's see, the way. I feel it goes. like I just talked about that, but biscoff, biscoff, biscoff. That's our bad. Biscoff, yeah. John Martin's also good. Shout out, John. Um, yeah, coconut ice cream, toasted coconut shaving, spelled and chocolate chips.
1: Ooh, Say that girl. in my
2: sleep, not a flex. That's yummy. Yeah, sounds kind of good. All right, slinging the cream sounds
0: fun. I kind of. I uh, think sure. we should visit him. What do you think? Yeah, There's we definitely fun will. these days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, get around to it. Kind of an other news of your life. Um, I actually was scrolling through Twitter the other day and saw a Men's Health magazine tweet, and I stumbled across a picture of you. Flexing, oh, and so metaphorically I had, I had physically physically, oh okay. no shirt on, That's weird. It it's weird, it it was pretty hot do they say hot I yes, is no, that it, is that how it was you would, very is that was, how you would describe it it was hot I think was it hot girl summer was it also hot boy summer, hot boy summer I yeah. think yeah so you could say. I also clicked on this one, and what pretty much it? our very own Hayden Yuper, uh. Got shredded over the summer and shredded to the point where he had a mention, a famous. Uh, it went viral. His Reddit post about his transformation over the summer enough to where he got a Men's Health magazine uh, article on
2: himself. I did. Tell us a little bit about that whole. Uh, yeah, so process. that was that was a highlight. So I um I'm a long time Reddit user. Uh, mm. I love the great app. anonymousness of the of the app. So I, I'd i been working out pretty hard for four months on this program designed by uh, our very own Mike Rishwing. Shout out, Mike. Shout mm. out, out, Mike. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I was I was working out pretty good. I, I had had a lot of time over the summer, and that's what I kind of wanted to, to key into, because usually at school, weightlifting kind of sits on the back burner behind other responsibilities. So um, I had put on about 14 pounds of muscle between wow. the start of summer. When which I was very I was very out of shape at the start of summer um, until about around July, and so I, I happened to have a uh, comparison picture, um, so I I put those side by side of my start of my journey and uh, where I'm at now or where I was at the time, and um, I'll be honest I edited it. Visco was involved. Oh. There was some saturation scale put up a little bit, so but it, it, so what you have the cloud. Exactly. And I put the work in. I felt I could give myself some slack off. So I, um, I put it on Reddit, immediately started receiving up votes <laughs> and some backlash. I was met with some, some adverse comments. What were people saying? Were Steroid, saying? Claims? Wow. Steroid claims. Wow. I was, I was labeled a poser, a poser, a poser, Um, so, I, I definitely felt that I lost a little bit of credibility, um, because, disclaimer, I didn't take steroids, um, I, I thought I just looked like a rather fit guy, if I was on steroids, I would be disappointed, because I was still only about 183, and I was like, I, the steroids aren't working if I'm using them, and, and by the way, what do I gain by lying to you guys as an anonymous person on the internet, I'm not in any competitions, there's no money involved, so, um, but, lo and behold, from that Reddit post, a, um, a writer, I guess you could call it, from Mental, direct messaged me. He's like, "Hey, what's up, man? My name is Michael. His name was Michael Darling. Michael Darling from Shout out Health. Michael. And I was like, "You Shout are for sure a Nigerian prince." Um, <laughs> and I thought I was definitely getting scammed. Uh, but he sent me a uh, a little questionnaire, which I filled out, and some he said, "Just send any and all pictures that you have of from your your fitness journey." And so I uh, sent him that, and then a couple days later, a friend sent me, texted me the article. And He's like, "Dude, you made it!" And so, um, kind of a kind of a big moment for me. I didn't. I I just kind of thought it was funny, you know, just that they dramatized the story a lot. Like I literally just worked out and ate as many calories as I could. They made it seem like a long, hard fought. Yeah, me. like how have but, you dealt with the fame? At uh, this point. In your <laughs> there life? was there was Thank a you. high peak mid July, and Good. then. It, plummeted after that so uh-huh. there was an initial recognition and I was like I'm the guy now and then I went <laughs> to my gym the following day no one made mention of it uh no one even read the article I don't think did you like maybe like accidentally like show it to people just accidentally. Like, oh whoa, oh! I was, oh, sorry I was actually accidentally reading this during my workout have you seen this guy <laughs> no I I'm not one to like look for that affirmation because then it feels fraudulent so um but the people that did come up to me and say like man I saw your article that was sick that made me feel pretty good but uh, I mean, I do it every day. You do it, yeah, guard. Every day I see. You. The most consistent fan I have, I'd
0: say. So. I try. What do you say every day, Sam? I say, oh my gosh, look at this Men's Health Magazine model. <laughs> and then <laughs> I give him a hug or dap him up. whatever. Hunk of meat. Yeah. I can confidently Beautiful say I
2: meat. no longer look as good as I did three months ago because my work ethic has gone down um, in the weight room. Because education's gone up, but that's okay. There's a time that's and a okay. place. Yeah, of course. Time and a place. Of course. But, yeah, of but course. it was it was the, it was fun while it lasted. You know. So,
0: transition. Okay. You also have uh, a roommate who lifts a lot, Ooh. and his name is Zach Mendez. Okay. And you also have another baseball player as your roommate. His name is Dylan Sun. Yeah. And, on the outside looking in, you three are a very intriguing pair pairing it's not a pairing coupling coupling you're a very intriguing coupling uh-huh. uh because of your different personalities yeah uh, you're all three different uh body sizes as well we have the shorter and then we have the you uh, and then we have the longer taller yeah uh, we have, son we
2: have the shorter <laughs> <Interesting laughs> the i i'm you definitely said in the middle interesting way you said that definitely in the middle. And.
0: I was just hoping maybe you could shed a little light on maybe some interesting stories because a lot of interesting personalities in that one room. Uh, I'll let you take it from there. Very. Uh,
2: Okay, yeah, we are definitely um, looked at mysteriously in the Westmont community. Um, I would confidently say we're three sides of the triangle. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world, honestly. Uh, We have had some odd moments in our room. Um, The first... My, my roommate, my shorter roommate, whom I love, Zach Mendez, he eats every two hours because he is strict about his, his diet, his cal- caloric intake. Um, but there is one, one crux that I just, I wish I could change about him is that he leaves his food everywhere. Um, we found, uh, raw chicken breasts. In, in a mini-fridge within our room that were upwards of three weeks expired. Um, they had other other living organisms growing on them mm-hmm. that were not chicken. That's um, so we, we confronted him about the issue. Um, Dylan's son confronted him more forcefully than I, might I add. Um, <laughs> and so we had him actually clean out the entire fridge because our room smelled like what I imagine Salmonella would smell like. Um, so <laughs> then Zach, in his, I want to say, innocentness um, could be ignorance as well. He put the refrigerator in the shower of our page hall dorm room and attempted to clean it out under the faucet. Mind you, this is um, this is a fully electrical Refrigerator. You're, so we're putting, li- Well, they weren't live because they yeah, were unplugged, they're unplugged. But circuits, nonetheless, dousing them in water.
1: No, no. Tell yeah, this is fake.
2: I wish it was. <laughs> I wish this was a fabricated story. This is one hundred percent happened. Okay. Um. So he has the removable shower head because we were in the page hall, like um, injury room yeah, yeah. at the time, like uh, on the that. first floor. And so he's spraying it down in the shower, and so Dylan actually walks in. And he's just looks at Zach, and then he I th- I I want to say Dylan just said Zach, the plug, <laughs> and uh, and Zach was like what, <laughs> and Dylan goes, it's electro, <laughs> and Dylan had been pushed off the ledge at that point. He was so infuriated <laughs> that he had almost resorted to just complete tolerate tolerance. <laughs> and he was like. This is okay, <laughs> and so um, miraculously, the fridge continued to work.
1: Wow! Uh, our
2: friendship did not work as well as the fridge following that <laughs> event, but um, but yeah, super good story. Um, probably the last one I have because this has to be mentioned. Uh, we created a culture, an environment of competitiveness in our room. Okay. The extensis, extensiveness of the competitiveness that was a long sentence. It reached to ping pong. Ping pong was our, kind of the the ultimate prize. And so, when we, whenever we were living in Page for those six long weeks, um, we played ping pong every single night without fail, regardless of the time. And so, if you've ever been in the Page NPR, yep. as most of us have, there's pretty large curtains mm-hmm. that hang on the side there. Mm-hmm. Zach made it a habit um, because he was losing quite a bit, I will admit. He made a habit of any time he lost a close point, he would turn and hurl his ping pong paddle into the curtain, (laughs) which would stop it. It was a super huge curtain, so it was never an issue. But um, one crisp Thursday night, the curtain was moved ever so slightly to the right. And so Zach takes a front hand, smashes it, but it clears the table just just so and he loses to um to my other roommate Dylan. He is then in in a crouched position post, post-hit. He turns, kind of making makes a blind turn and backhands <laughs> the ping pong paddle to the curtain which so many times before has been, has been there to catch it yeah. this time however the curtain had been rolled back because of an event the <laughs> ping pong paddle flies into the 10 by 10 windows <laughs> of the side of the page mpr where they keep the bikes and it smashes it and the absolutely spider webs the entire <laughs> window and we're all standing there in disbelief And I was, I I remember in that moment, the, the, both the quietness and the stillness of being like, please don't ever forget this because things are going to be different. And so, um, I (laughs) like the problem solver I am. I sprinted, I sprinted into, uh, into our room and we, uh, he had to confront our, our, resident <laughs> director Thomas <laughs> Staffolino and actually he used a student account to pay for the no, no they, they way. Made, yeah they made him that? pay I mean it was 100% his fault like, do you know how much he got charged for that I don't know I believe they reduced the original price um, but yeah he definitely there was there was repercussions yeah that so, so tough. but I mean that's Kudos, just to him for like owning up to it well did. there was some discrepancies because he wasn't owning up to it and i i, called him, it? It. I <laughs> called him out on it i called him out on it because i'm big into rules and i did i couldn't live with that guilt i couldn't sleep with that guilt so i said dude you've got to talk to him there the window is shattered beyond repair this isn't a crack you know this isn't like oh i kind of i kind of jiggled loose the doorknob this window was creaking creaking under the pressure and so yeah we okay then we solved okay solve the, the issue
0: my thing is there's no way that Mendez is good at ping pong, right? Like he lost. There's like no he's, way. He's gotta be there's no way
2: he beat you or Dylan. Uh, like for the most ever. part, no. Like he, he won a couple games toward the end, and I'll. But I'll,
0: because you guys kind of let up,
2: I'll be. I'll be. An, I'll admit <laughs> kinda... we did get cocky. I did get careless because I'm like, I, I'll let him get a couple points. Let me try to work on some of my <laughs> yeah, yeah. less yeah, reserved tricks. Let's yeah. finesse this into a practice session. And then you're like, and oh, shoot. And <laughs> I ended up on the on the losing side of a couple of those, but um, but I don't think I'm an inferior ping pong player to answer your question. Who was better? You or Dylan. See, with Dylan and I, and it's back and forth. There's a consistent rivalry, one that hasn't needs to be reawakened. But we, it was always a good game, and I never knew what to expect. I think Dylan beat himself more than I ever beat Dylan. Did I'll Dylan play left-handed? Dylan does play left-handed, yes. Is Interesting. D- is
0: Dylan more of a precision or power ping-pong player?
2: Very precise, very precise. And he- how about you? I am more of a. I'm just going to be an athlete. I'm just going to figure it out out there. You just so put the ball on the board. Me, I, I am all defense. That's all I play. I'm not an aggressive. Make, let them make the mistake. They, a lot, and we don't deal with very good players, so a lot of yeah.
0: people make the mistake. Let them make you. the mistake. Okay, let. Okay, one time I played ping pong against Taylor, and he's one of the better ping pong players I've ever played in my life. He's just like, hey, Zay, you any good at ping pong? I'm like, yeah, I'm a decent ping. He made me look like I've never played <laughs> ping pong in my life. I was so embarrassed, but. And anyways, uh, sorry dude. Youpert, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we just want to give you uh, a little time right now. Go ahead and give a shout out to your to your roommates, to your fiance, whoever yeah. you want to talk to. This is your time. Give a shout
2: out. Yeah, just a uh, shout out to all the people that I love and that love me back. Um, Zach, Dylan, Skylar, uh, obviously my parents who probably won't hear this. Um, maybe though. Maybe though. I mean them. you could send, send, send it to you them. them. You could yeah, I'll, I'll talk about your parents. Tell them how much you love them. I love my parents. I don't, we don't really have to go into detail. <laughs> yeah, that's, you just, don't that's just a known fact. That but I we, we do want to, uh, one thing we do want to do to
0: finish out is uh, if you could just act like it's just you and Skylar here right now, oh. uh, what would you like to say to her, pro- preferably in whisper form, yeah. is you okay. could just get close to our uh, mic and just whisper just a sentence or two of what you want her to hear Um,
2: Skylar. Now that's just us, um, my hours at Rory's have been reduced, so I'm going to need you to take up those extra shifts because the, the light bill is due on the 31st, and um, if we want to run the quad um, the quad flat screens for duos Saturday night, that's going to be some extra kilowatts going into our bill, so out of love and sacrifice, I'm going to need you to take up on that, so thank you
0: well uh that was, that was heartfelt i think she definitely when she listens back to this oh she'll you let her listen yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. so when up she to, up to minute 40
0: <laughs> she'll be <laughs> all in when she listens to
2: that i think she's she's just gonna realize why she fell in love with she's her reminded voice. of the gift that i am yeah. and uh you absolutely. know we're all doing our part that's what i just want to remind her of absolutely
0: and like we end every single uh, episode, we end it with some
2: karaoke. Uh, okay.
0: You have chosen the song today.
2: Yeah. And- Something that really speaks to me. This, this is a poem. This is Rupert Holmes' philosophy. So you and go ahead I- and start. Tay and I okay. will jump in when
1: we can. Here we go.
2: I was tired of my lady. We've been together too long So long Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song What's your favorite song? Go quick Uh, 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 Kendrick (laughs) Lamar, Money Trees (laughs) Sleeping I read the paper in bed And he's reading the personal columns And in the personal columns What did it say? It was this letter I read. You go ahead and hit this. Hit this. If you like pina coladas. Take me there. Getting caught in the rain. Set the scene. I don't like getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga. Oh, I am. If you have half a brain. If you like making love at midnight. In the dunes of the Cape. I'm the love that you look for. Yeah, got a
0: pretty good voice. Run
2: to me, run to me, and escape. Right to me. Oh, that's new for me. Interlude. Uh, uh just really want to thank, yeah, thank you for coming on, guys. It's make been sure, uh, joy. make
0: sure you guys are following us on our socials, uh, the Z Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, I'll hit the second verse. Didn't I didn't
2: think about my lady. lady. That is me. I, I know that sounds, sounds kind of
0: mean. Me. But me and
2: my old lady
0: Ooh. Had fallen into the
2: same old dull routine
0: Ooh. So I wrote to the paper
1: wow. to, to
0: got, got a personal, personal
2: ad <laughs> And though I'm nobody's poet I'm nobody's poet I thought it wasn't, wasn't half, half bad. bad Come on together Yes,
1: yes I like pina coladas and getting getting
2: caught, caught in the rain. It sounds enticing. Like I'm, I'm not, not marching much into the hell food. <laughs> he sets bar. I am into champagne. champagne. So. I've got and to meet you by tomorrow. tomorrow.
0: Noon. And, and cut through all this all red, red tape. tape. At, At a bar, bar called O'Malley's. let hey. plan well, we
2: oh. our escape. O'Malley's. Ah, oh,
1: man. <laughs> Until next time. It's been the same and Day Show.
2: and if we still have you we have one more bonus story go Hayden um, yeah, so this is probably October of sophomore year, and resident director, um, like, head guy, Stu Cleek, who basically is the disciplinarian of Westmont College, he walks into our section in Armington, and Mendez has picked out from Target this tasteful sign where you can, uh, like, change the little letters on it, mm. and we put penis on it, collectively. Course, yeah. Um We each put a couple letters on there. And so it is propped with a light specified for it on Mendez's desk. And so Stu, um, he's kind of looking around, and we see his eyes wander and then stop. And we realize, <laughs> oh, he's basking in the glory of the penis sign. And so you can see he kind <clears> of, <throat> like, chuckled a little bit and uh, and kind of let it slide because technically it's art and he can't say anything. But um, he walked out and we thought to ourselves... The head of Student Life Ministries just saw our sign that, <laughs> that said just penis. says penis. It's just a just a statement there. So um, that was embarrassing. Nothing nothing came from it though, thankfully. But um, definitely not one of the highlights of our time here at school.
0: I like pina coladas, <laughs> getting caught <laughs> in the rain. I'm not <laughs> much into Helga. I, I am, am into, into champagne. champagne. Yes. If you like making love at midnight. Meet me in the whoa. cake, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: In the. <laughs> Just meet me. I'll see
0: you later. See ya. See you guys. See ya.